Hey guys, and welcome to another great episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Brian. And with me tonight is Psycho. How you doing tonight, Psycho? I'm doing pretty good. Back from my cruise, um, our listeners didn't, I mean, they knew them because we told them, but uh, they didn't miss anything really because uh, we didn't miss an episode. Although this one's going to be a little <laughs> bit late. Yeah, I'd say so. It'd be, you know, three days late or so. But it's okay. It's okay. We had a lot to do, plus we were having some technical difficulties. So, that being said, there was a lot of other great stuff that went on this week from Be Hero Presents, such as the newest episode of Slightly Agitated, which dropped on Thursday as always. So. All right. With all of that being said, what a week it has been. Uh. So, to start off with, of course, WrestleMania, week uh, night one and two. And tonight was supposed to be just us talking and reviewing that, but I do want to go and touch over a couple of things that happened this week real fast, such as the sell sale of WWE to, uh, what is it, Endeavor? Yeah, which owns UFC, and it's creating one company now. Yeah. Yeah. Pure I would craziness. say call it Alphabet, but Google already got that. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, I think uh, people that own WWE stock are very happy right now um, because the stock's about as to they go through be. the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, it's insane. One I, that it's happening at all. I didn't think this was ever going to leave the McMahon hands of any variety. So. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of happy it's in, it, it, it's in an, a sports entertainment company that's going to, if that makes sense. Because UFC is, is a sports entertainment company. So it only makes sense that they go with there. I'm actually uh, really curious, though, how it's going to affect either or, or if, it, if it's going to. Because UFC obviously is a very different presentation i mean it's it has a similar presentation but it's also supposedly not worked and now with this you know i don't know how that's going to affect that or if it's going to affect wwe more you know if you're going to see uh i i'm assuming that you're going to see more cross promotion you know and you're going to see maybe some ufc fighters you know decide to try their hand at, at pro wrestling and you probably will see some other wrestlers and WWE decide to take on a fight or two, you know, or maybe Brock goes back. Who knows? You know, it's all under the same umbrella now. Or Bobby. Yeah, it's. Yeah, Bobby was in Bellator. So. There's so much intrigue here, I think. And it, uh, I think the, the company as a whole is going to be worth a lot more. And so my my only worry is that. Triple H is still around to do his thing as far as the creative goes, because that would be such a shame if, you know, he announced, you know, that he was taking a leave of absence or something like that and going the Stephanie route, which he could easily do. I'll be Um, honest with you. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting to hear that within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because I can't. I know Vince says he's going to, you know, not get in the weeds, so to speak. But I still think he's going to overrule a lot of Triple H's ideas. And Triple H, I don't think he's going to put up with that for very long when 
he had that power given to him. I mean, look at Stephanie. She was, you know, she's Vince's daughter and has, you know, grew up in the business yeah. with all of this. And with everything that happened, she left. So I can only imagine that yep. Triple H, you know, will not put up with it if it starts uh, undermining him, basically. I think he'll have a little more tolerance because he'll kind of stay around for the boys, as it were. But I can't imagine it'll be for long. Um, if you notice, both on Raw and now SmackDown, he's had a presence on the show. Like, you f- physically see him, he comes out and cuts a promo. And I, I think that's to try and be like, calm down, everyone. I'm still here. I'm doing the thing. But I don't know how long that's going to last. So. I think it's totally a PR move, you know, to kind of not have people panic. Mm-hmm. And not just for the fans, but yeah. also the wrestlers to not have them be asking for their releases, you know, with all of this and going to AEW or wherever else. Well, there's a rumor that some have already talked about it with even Vince already being uh, hands on as he's been lately. So it's going to be uh, it's interesting. times. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, for us, it's more content we can talk about. So, yeah, great. That'll definitely be something to go over in the next few weeks. Yes. But with that being said, tonight, we're going to go ahead and review night one and two, since for the most part, the show was fairly short. I think each show only had like five or six matches. It was six matches each each. night. Well, actually, it was seven matches each if you count the misses matches. So. Um, yeah. which we'll get to those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, but either way, it was only... So I mean, we don't was, care a quad on the way. Yeah, spoiler, if you haven't seen it. But if you're listening <laughs> to this, I'm sure you've already watched. Yeah. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so let's start us off with night one. Okay, so night one. So they had... First of all, let's talk about the set for a second. Because the set, I thought, looked amazing. They had it look like Agreed. the Academy Awards, uh, and it was it was very Hollywood, and it was it was just beautiful. So, uh, Psycho was on his crew, so he didn't join me for this, which is the first time in a long time we weren't in the same house for WrestleMania. We weren't even in um, the same country. With that being said, right? I, but I kept I told this to a couple of guys here. I kept looking at the stage because of how high angled the ramp was. And I was saying, man, I would, if it was me in general, but I would be so excited to have somebody go up to the top of the ramp and like lay down and log roll all the way down. Like it was you know, back in the day in elementary school when you log roll down a hill going down that way. I would have died laughing and or I would have had so much fun if it was me doing it. So, Yeah, I'm actually Pepsi surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use the stage more uh, to to kind of take advantage of that. But yeah, it's true. All right. All right. All right. So, so yes. So the first match uh, and first of all, they had Miz and Snoop Dogg hosting both nights, uh, which uh, was interesting. Uh, but they brought out the. The um, first match was was the U.S. title match. match uh, Austin Theory defending against John Cena. Uh, Austin Theory looked great in his entrance, I have to say. Uh, 
But then, you know, John Cena came out and he had the Make-A-Wish kids uh, out there, which I in- I initially thought, okay, he's got the Make-A-Wish kids out here. There, There's no way that John Cena is going to lose this now in front of all those Make-A-Wish kids, you know, or he's not going to, you know, he's not going to job. But uh, I was wrong. Um, but as far as a match goes, I, I think... We've made it clear that I'm not the biggest Austin Theory fan. I don't. I do say I do. I will say that he looked good as far as his his look. He looked like a star uh, during this. Um, but the match for me, it was it was kind of paint by numbers for me. Uh, the match was just a match, and honestly, I'm gonna say it, it wasn't Austin Theory's fault. It was, in my opinion, this was what I've known kind of. Uh, I love John Cena, but uh, this was his usual match where if he's going to lose, if you've noticed, he does this all the time. He phones it in. Uh, he does mm-hmm. this all the time when he has these matches that don't really mean anything. He did this, you know, you know, on this year's WrestleMania. He did it with Undertaker. You know, where they had that super short match, right? And uh, he did it again when he dropped the U.S. title the last time to uh, Alberto Del Rio. Um, whenever he puts over people, it's one of two things. Either either uh, he gets his win back. So if they do have a good match, he instantly gets his win back. So it means nothing. Or he does this, where he just kind of doesn't make it look like Austin Theory really beat anybody. And uh-huh. this is John Cena. He should have put up a tremendous fight and made Austin Theory work for it. And then it would have made Austin Theory look like a huge star by putting in a hard fought battle against John Cena, you know, one of you know, one of the biggest stars of all time. Uh but as it stands, this could have been anybody. You know, and it was just yeah. this this could have been a raw match. Like you know, other than the names involved, it it was just and it was so paint by numbers. You had the finish where the referee gets um, the referee uh, gets bumped, right? Um, yep. Whereas, yeah, he gets bumped, and the and then uh, you know Austin Theory is tapping out to the STF, and uh, and then and then uh, he hits a low blow. The, you know, the referee's not there to see the tapping out. He hits the low blow and then he hits his his a town down to finish and retain. Uh, this should have been a lot bigger for Austin Theory. Yes, he got a win over John Cena, but to me, he's in the same position as he was before, in my opinion. I agree. It, the only benefit this all at all does for or for Theory is. It's kind of a new version of Legend Killer style thing uh, that he's could go off of from this. But my biggest gripe for this match is is the finish. It's something I've always griped about whenever you start the show off of any show off with a dirty finish as bad as this is because this is a low blow. And a rough bump, which means for the rest of the card, you shouldn't see a low blow or a rough bump. And you kind of, you know, blew that shot right at the beginning. So 
it it I hate got that kind of dirty finish at the top. To be honest, that what they should have done is found a way to make Theory win quote unquote clean over. Like it done something. They could have done something where it was still dirty, but not at like this kind of level of dirty finish and gone over that way. Or more importantly, you don't start the show off with a face like John Cena losing <laughs> because it starts on a downer. Thankfully, the crowd was so hot that they it didn't affect the crowd too much. But I agree with you that mm-hmm. I think the placement of this match was was horrible. If you're if you're going to start with that type of a match, John Cena needs to go over. The Make a Wish kids are out there. You start the crowd off hot with with uh, uh, the baby face going over. Uh, so I think this would have fared better if it was even the second match, you know, on the show, it would have been better. Uh, honestly, and I'm looking at the card and honestly, I think the next match should have been the opener, uh, which, uh, this next match was the, the four way tag team match. You had Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders versus the Alpha Academy versus the Street Profits. and this this was a it was a spot fest yes um but that's exactly what this match needed to be honestly it was that type of a match yeah. go ahead and a spot fest is always good to be the opener too like because you you get the crowd super hyped of it you either want a hot name to be your opener or a spotty match to be the opener it's like the best options you can go with because you're going to get the crowd hype for the rest of the night. And I think if that match would have went first, by the way, it yeah, the crowd it would have benefited mm-hmm. that match because the crowd's super hot because it's the first wrestling they're seeing of the night, right? And it's a fast-paced match. But then it would have also if John Cena and Austin Theory went second, it would have added even more heat to that match because now the cry- crowd is primed and you set John Cena's music right mm-hmm. after that that match is second the crowd's going to be ready for it and they're going to be a lot louder. Um, and then you can have the heel go over oh, yeah. and it makes a lot more sense. Um, and yep, yeah, I agree. So you have, uh, you have, uh, the, the street profits win here. I think it was completely the right team to win. I think it was the right call. They needed, they've kind of got, in my opinion, they've kind of cooled down a bit since they were at their hottest. And so they needed this win to kind of heat themselves back up. The other teams didn't really need it. Um, this was solely there to put the Street Profits over and to give them a win on WrestleMania. I agree. I think it's the, the, I, I think it's the right call, but it's not the way I thought they were going to go. I honestly, I thought they were going to probably give it to uh, Strowman and Ricochet. And my reason being is they were going to have it where somehow Ford and Dawkins were the ones to lose out and cause their demise there so that going building towards the next WrestleMania was some kind of match with them. It felt like that's what they were kind of building to anyway, because they've been really testing out Montez Ford being a single competitor lately. He was in Elimination Chamber. He sets a lot of great singles matches lately and stuff like that. So it felt like that's what they were doing. And that I thought that was the path they were going to go down. They didn't. It seems like they're going to keep a strong tag team, which is what the WWE needs right now are tag teams that are strong. 
but that's not what I thought they were going to do. Speaking of uh, Braun Strowman, uh, did you happen to watch the press conference on night one that followed? I did not. So, I without giving away more of the night, uh, Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn did their press conference, uh, and they they did a Braun Strowman impersonation, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> and it was amazing. And they made fun of Braun Strowman, and it kind of let you into a kind of how Braun Strowman is backstage. And I would highly recommend if yeah. any of our listeners or you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Those things are gold. Uh, I, I love the press conferences so much <laughs> um, in both companies because you always get something. And, and it made me love That's Kevin awesome. Owens and Sami Zayn even more. So I saw a bit like somebody posted a TikTok of uh, Sami's going over what happened at the night. And Kevin's is just kind of like letting things go. And he slowly sneaks and starts eating a Snickers. And then he goes and eats, starts eating the other one while Sammy's just talking up the whole time. <laughs> Dude, the whole thing is gold. And then, and then Triple H, uh, when he comes out after, he may, he he references it. It's amazing. Watch, just go back and watch that. You'll you will not be disappointed. Um, <laughs> but let's okay. let's move on. So, um, so they had this thing where Xavier Woods was doing the the um the up up down down like things where they were like simulating the matches of for wwe uh 2k23 and and like oh this guy we had them you know uh simulated a match you know a hundred times and this guy won 60 percent of the time or whatever it was and so they were doing that for for seth rollins and and logan paul um and this match actually so they had logan paul come down on a on a zip line basically not very fast kind of slow actually not like Shawn michaels no. um but the but slow... it was definitely what they were aiming to look like yeah exactly so it was supposed to be a spectacular entrance uh i actually watched a behind the scenes uh uh clip where logan paul actually is the one that requested to do that i guess he wanted to do it last year but they said no oh yeah i can't imagine why um and then mm. and then uh he they asked he asked again this year and they said no and then he said it's his birthday let him do it and they gave in eventually so it was actually his birthday on yeah. on this night one of wrestlemania so um what a surprise that idiot's birthday is april fools <laughs> yeah right um so uh seth rollins uh you know he had uh his usual um entrance the crowd was behind him i really i actually really liked this match that was not his usual entrance by the way oh, oh right 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 no it wasn't i mean i mean more usual like he always does something for wrestlemania yeah he had a choir out this time and they sang it or i'm sorry not the uh, choir no yeah it was a choir cuz they had the pianos out later right um I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. The pianos were out later. He had a choir this time. I thought he had a choir last year. Maybe it was the last year. He had <laughs> something this time. Um, let's see. I'm reading my notes here. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, as far as the match goes, um, 
I thought it was actually a really good match. Um, Logan Paul always delivers in every single match he's been in that I've seen. Uh, I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. He's he's got that Kurt Angle quality almost of that he's just a natural in the ring, but he's he's a lot more. I don't know. He he has that heel quality. It's so good as a heel, <laughs> getting people to hate him. Oh yeah. Uh, and Seth Rollins, uh, he he always performs as well. He's honestly, I think Seth Rollins yeah. is probably one of the most underrated wrestlers that WWE has right now because he just always puts on these great performances and he, sh- he loses a lot. Um, but he never, he always stays over. Um, so I was actually happy yeah. that he ended up winning this match. Um, I thought that was great that he finally got a win at WrestleMania. Cause I think, like he's lost like probably 60 per, 60 or 70 percent of his matches it seems um well he had the big one at wrestlemania <laughs> yes yes um this match was really good though it was uh you had uh i'm trying to read my notes here um so they had i i gotta mention this they had uh uh logan paul's like associate ksi um, you know, that was dressed up as uh what was he dressed up at? Was it the It's as his prime energy drink that he has. Yeah, yeah. So they had him and that he you know, it was revealed to be him and they had this really great spot where uh this guy was was like supposed to be like holding down or, or mocking Seth Rollins while he was on the table and Logan Paul goes up to the top rope. And Seth Rollins pulls him onto the table as as Logan Paul is doing his splash and ends up splashing him through the table. It was really good. And I honestly thought it was well-timed mm-hmm. um, for how they did it because it was believable. It wasn't like he was waiting there forever type of deal. Um, yeah. And they did, uh, you know, Logan Paul tried to do a, you know, or he did. A, a, actually, he tried to do the coast-to-coast dropkick, you know, the sh- the thing that Shane used to do or Rob Van Dam used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but uh, Rollins countered with a super kick and then he hit his, his curb stomp for the pin. Uh, this is, it was just a great match and uh, it was, it was really good for Seth to finally get a win. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a perfectly fine match. Um, one thing I didn't notice and it was said a lot during the night and we've said it multiple times. Uh, is that uh, Cole and uh, Corey Graves kept saying that, you know, they're surprised he does so well. He's such a good worker. And they're like, but we say this every time. We're always surprised that he's a good worker. And it's the case. You just don't expect him to be good at this, right? But he is. He is surprisingly good at this. Mind you, he only has had 10 matches, I think, in the whole of his career or something like that. And I'm not talking like just the big pay-per-view matches, like I think 10 overall. So it's surprising like, how well he has done for the little he has done. Uh, and he did just sign a two-year extension contract because uh, WrestleMania was his uh, end of his one year. So he's going to be back for at least two more years. He is just so good at what he does that he doesn't... I, I think it's perfect that he only wrestles occasionally uh, because then it doesn't overexpose him. Yeah, I think if he was wrestling on Raw or SmackDown every single week, uh, the novelty of 
of him would wear off a little bit or we'd stop thinking that he was as good as he is. Yeah. So which is kind of thing like I felt like they should have done with Ronda Rousey as well. Oh, and 100%. They just used her all the time and yeah. So when you make them seem like they're just another guy or just another woman, it's it's it kind of loses the mystique and it exposes them. Right. Um, so the next match, right. <laughs> uh, you've got the six women match, uh, Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai, um, damage control versus, uh, Becky Lynch and Hall of Famers, Lita and Trish Stratus. Um, honestly, I've heard people say that this was a bad match and maybe it wasn't like fantastic, but I think we got like Trish looked great. Um, and, and mm-hmm. Becky was Becky, you know, and Honestly, Lita was how Lita is. Um, so it was I thought the match was was perfectly okay um for what it was. Um it was um it wasn't I honestly wasn't expecting this to be like, you know, the best match on either night or anything. I, I think it served its purpose. Um the faces go over. And uh I I I don't know. I didn't think that it was uh it was bad at all. I thought it served its purpose. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting a whole lot either, but one of the guys that came, uh, Dave Vaughn, who hosts uh, Catching Up With Turtle here on Be Hero Presents, uh, he was over at my house as we were watching it, and he mentioned that it was not very good. And I told him, like, well, one, you've got two workers who are fairly rusty. One's got a little more less rust on her than the other. And two... You come in expecting a quality match because these two are Hall of Famers, and then you have Becky Lynch, who's a future Hall of Famer. And you forget how botchy, and I, I say this with as much love as possible, but how botchy Be- uh, Trish and Lita were. I mean, there's a reason Lita had a broken neck. So, I mean, it wasn't directly from this, but it didn't help. So, you, you, we had to them up higher on a pedestal, so when we watch them back it wasn't as clean as we expected it still was fine told the story we needed to tell mm-hmm. did exactly what it needed to do and got everybody over you got damage control over uh as heels and then you got the faces over of course so it did exactly what it needed to do yeah and i honestly thought that john cena in awesome theory match was worse than this um just because of the expectations that was on it um so then you've got the next match. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this match and and everything. So <laughs> you've got Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, father versus son. Dominic uh has this really fantastic entrance where he's he's uh he's basically in prison outfit and he's handcuffed and they they bring him in the, in the correctional um vehicle and he's wearing uh he's wearing one of Ray's masks and the presentation of this and then they uncuff him whoever thought of that is absolutely brilliant uh, you know they're playing on this you know the one night that he, he was taken away you know by the cop <laughs> <laughs> i loved the video package too where he's like you know where he, he does the promo where he's like uh saying that prison changes a man and everything and it's just 
I don't know. I, I got to say, Dominic has to be the most improved wrestler uh, of the last year. Uh, if, you, if you look at last year when he was teaming with his father, uh, he was still, I don't know, he was maybe a step above David Flair as far as father, son, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and, and so I didn't think that he was going to last and he was just kind of a novelty. But he's legitimately one of the top heels in the business right now. Uh, he gets so much heat. If you watch. Well, he... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say he, need, he finally was able to find his own. Right. So behind Ray and trying to be a face, he was trying to be a face on the same level as Ray. And you just can't do that, especially right. somebody like him. He just is not that naturally liked like Ray is. And instead, he went the heel route and then joined up with three fairly good uh, people who are a heel. Uh, two of them amazing, and the other one is, uh, uh, what's his name? Damien Priest? That's one. <laughs> uh, so, you had a lot of people for him to learn from, too. And a lot of history to pull from. Like the stuff with Eddie. And oh my gosh, it was so good. So good. Yeah, so so Rey Mysterio comes out, um, and he's he's uh, riding. Uh, he's been driven to the um, the arena by Snoop Dogg, and they they start playing the old, you know, uh, Nate Dogg, uh, you know, that, um, the music. Latino heat. Yeah, and then they yeah, and then they busted out the old Eddie Guerrero theme song, Latino Heat, Lie, Cheat, and Steal. It was amazing entrance. Mm -hmm. um, Honestly, somebody mentioned this after the fact, but if they if things were different, I I would have loved to have had Conan riding in that vehicle too, you know, with mm -hmm. after after the Hall of Fame speech he did the the night before. Um cuz he did such a great a job inducting Ray uh at the Hall of Fame and Conan would have fit Oh yeah, perfectly. he put him over like crazy. Yeah, and and uh, Conan would have fit perfectly with Snoop Dogg there, you know, especially if he went back to like K Dog, you know, type thing. Um, it would have mm -hmm. been amazing, but Conan's probably not, they don't want to promote him because he's not signed to the WWE. And so they don't want to give him that kind of rub. Um, but Ray comes out and then it goes into his theme music. And uh, I was super psyched for this match off of how how uh, i was expecting it to be but the match actually was actually quite good uh i thought dominic actually kept up with ray very very well he was right there for everything which is surprising i thought mm -hmm. i did think that this match was going to be a little bit sloppy just because it's wrestlemania that that kind of pressure on somebody like dominic you know in that type of a, a highlighted match uh Usually it does get the best of most people. Um, and and there's and it's kind of botchy, but this was not. Uh it was great. Uh they had uh the stuff that Dom was doing with uh um Ray's wife and his mother, you know, and then and then Dominic's sister there, where he got so much heat where he went out to the outside and he grabbed uh his sister's drink and then tossed it in her face such great heel work and his his facial expressions <laughs> were amazing he's got it down 
as that slimy <clears throat> heel. Oh yeah. Um, and then and then later on when his when his uh his mother slaps him, uh, it got such a great reaction. Uh, and I love the finish. Actually, it, this was a great finish. So, uh, you had Dom getting a, a chain, and and he was going to use it on Ray. And Bad Bunny, who was doing commentary for the Spanish announced team, uh, he he grabbed the chain from from Dominic, and then Ray gets the six one nine and hits his own frog splash for the pin. Uh, Ray goes over, sends the fans. You know, I mean, doesn't send him home, but it it got a great reaction from the fans. And Dominic, you know, it doesn't hurt him at all to take this loss. There's no. he's still got plenty of time. And I love what I love about this, too, is that now Dominic can get paired off with somebody else. He can be upset with with Bad Bunny or whatnot, and they can have a match or whatnot, and it'll have a ton of heat there, too. Uh, But now Dominic can do his own thing, and he's not tied to the Ray. He doesn't have to be in the shadow of Ray or anything. He can do his own thing and be an even bigger heel. And honestly, I would not be surprised at all to see Dominic win a singles title this year. Yeah, I could totally see him winning a singles title this year. I actually appreciate that they haven't been pushing like a tag thing with him. They're kind of letting him be his own thing because they could have easily had him with Damian Priest doing tag stuff, but they haven't really been doing that. Um, I see, especially because of how things happen Monday night. So I don't know if you watched a chance to watch Monday since you're on the cruise. But I have Monday, not watched it. I, I know the ending of. Uh, of what happened at the end, but we'll get there. But go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, Bad Bunny's in the crowd, okay, just hanging out and stuff. And Dom comes out and talking crap to him and everything else, and goes to throw a punch. And Bad Bunny catches it and pops him instead, and they get into it a little bit. So I feel like they're going to be working towards backlash because backlash Bad Bunny's hosting because it's in Puerto Rico. So they're going to work towards something on there with him and Bad Bunny, which I think is a great idea because he can get so much heat from bad buddy yeah and i think i think it's going to elevate dominic so much so Mm -hmm. um super super excited for him but uh did you like this match (laughs) i did uh i actually liked it a lot um but i was not the person in the house who liked it the most oh my six-year-old daughter uh, is a huge Rey Mysterio fan. And yeah. she was so excited, especially because every single person in the house but her was expecting Dom to go over, myself included. And she was the only one. She's like, no, Daddy, Ray's going over. Ray's going to win. Ray, Ray's going to win. And when Ray won, she lost her mind. She's also not a very good uh, uh, winner because she turned around and was like, I told you, Daddy. I told you. <laughs> but she was so happy that ray won and i was too to be honest like i've always loved ray mysterio he's always been one of my favorites and everything else and so being able to see him win like that at wrestlemania and stuff as well as this whole weekend with him at the hall of fame has been amazing it the whole stuff has all been great uh i also learned how truly enthralled by ray mysterio my daughter is because she had and I didn't know that she got this. She found it at a library or at the library. She found 
a book about Rey Mysterio, like a kid's book, and had been reading it and such. And so she knows all about him as the hummingbird in Mexico and all of his history and stuff like that, all of his wins. And she was telling me all about it after he won. And I was very surprised to see she is so enthralled with Rey Mysterio. And, you know, I was quite happy too. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so the next match, you've got uh, Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. And uh, gosh, they just both of both of these women look like absolute stars here. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it right now. This, I believe, was the best match of the weekend for me. Uh, this was this was a great match, uh, and they beat the crap out of each other. It was very hard hitting. Um, mm-hmm. Charlotte brought her a game. She did not phone it in. Um, nope. And some of the hits that they were hitting on each other, just oh my gosh, like yep. I, I love it. Uh, Especially the finish. So I mean, and there were so many near falls in this match. The fans were biting on every one of them because honestly, it it wouldn't have surprised me for either one of these girls to win. Uh, Charlotte, you know, yes, I I hoped and I expected Rhea to win this one, but it's still Charlotte Flair. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you can never count it out, right? No, a- absolutely. And the finish they did where uh, Charlotte uh, uh, goes after her on the top rope and, and uh, Rhea dropped her face first on the post in a very nasty spot, uh, you know, where and Charlotte did such a great job of just going limp like it knocked her silly. And uh, then Rhea hit her uh, riptide off of the top rope, you know, down. And it was such a... and. This wasn't one of those, you know, big moves and it's like, oh, they kick out and make it, you know, make it mean nothing. No, they hit it and it finished the match. And yep. Rhea was instantly made like superstar status. She's she's now up there or she's at least on her way to being up there with the Becky Lynch's, the, you know, the Charlotte's, the um the Bailey, um uh the um Bianca Belair she's she's right there now and she's on her way to establishing herself with all of those great women um hell hell of a match uh yep. and uh yeah Rhea Ripley was is a star that's all I've got to got to say there she's an absolute star yeah I agree um I really did like this match <laughs> I I don't think this was the match of the night for me but it's pretty, or even actually the weekend for me, but it's damn close to it. Uh, and I, I think the only thing for it was the emotion. Like, as um, as good as this match was, the emotion for two of the other matches on this card were higher for it. And it's also why I'm happy though, as great as this match was, it wasn't the main event. Because mm-hmm. I think the emotion was more important. Which, if you guys go back and listen to the last three episodes we've had where we were doing um, uh, reworking the cards for every WrestleMania up to 36, splitting them into two nights as if it had always been two nights, I talk a lot about how main events really need to be about the emotion of what was going on for things. And so 
the next match we'll talk about shortly is uh, one that has a lot more emotion to it. This was great, and I think exactly it was the right placement for it and the right way of winning this. And you, you talked about how Rhea is kind of now up there with the Beckys and the Baileys and so on and so forth. If you looked about it, it's been talked about for years with the Women's Revolution, where you have uh, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, uh, Sasha Banks when she was here. They came up together, right? They were all in the same essential generation of wrestling and stuff like that. Well, if you look at it now, you have others who are in that same generation, such as, or in a new generation, such as Rhea and uh, Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai. They all three came in with the first uh, May Young uh, Women's Classic, right? So they all came in the same generation as well. And you're seeing these women start to get into their own with these uh, in that, right? Over other people who have been around like Natty or Liv or things like that. Because they, they finally found their place and they're able to push the women's division farther down. Or farther up, I guess, is a better way of saying that. So... And I, one last thing I want to say about that match is that I honestly believe, though, that that was one of the best women's matches that WWE has ever done, especially on the main stage. Like, if you go back, I would put that match up against any other women's match that they've had in the WWE main roster. So, very high well, praise. It's for an me. interesting match. Uh, agreed. Uh, and I agree with you, too. I think it's one of the best of all time. But if you look at it, it's a very unique match. Because it's really the first time that you've had ostensibly a main event level match between two big women. Not like large size women, but like in, in their fighting style. You know, you look at somebody like, say, uh, Brock and Omos, they're big guys. Similarly, you have Charlotte and Rhea as the bigger woman, where you usually have Charlie go against a smaller person like Becky or Sasha or somebody like that. And so you always have these different dynamics. This is the first real time where you have two big women on that same playing field, the strength and stuff yeah, that they very can do, which you don't women. normally see. Yeah. And, so, um, and Charlotte, that's a fine line about calling yeah. them big women. <laughs> yes. That's why I, I think muscular sounds better. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I think Charlotte did powerful woman. Yes, powerful. And Charlotte showed how you put somebody else over and you look great <clears throat> doing it. Yeah. That's Take what John strong. Cena should have done. <laughs> That's what John Cena should have done for Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So um so then you have uh the Miz joins us again and issues an open challenge. Or or says that he's been issuing an open challenge on on all of the you know the social media platforms Facebook Twitter he said MySpace like oh my god yeah. like <laughs> like what um and no wonder nobody saw it if he's posting on MySpace I don't know is that a thing still I don't know but um <laughs> then uh Pat McAfee's music plays. Um, which here's somebody else that that usually delivers um and when he gets out there. And I actually like Pat McAfee a lot. I think I think uh I don't know. I just I really like him and I think he puts maximum effort into everything he does. Um 
And the, here's one thing, though, that, that bothered me is uh, Michael Cole, when Pat McAfee comes out, declares that Pat is undefeated at WrestleMania like him, right? Like Michael Cole. Um, that's not true, actually, because just last year, he beat Austin but then Vince McMahon got in the ring and beat Pat McAfee right after. Am, am I just imagining that that happened? Uh, no, you're not imagining it <clears throat> that it happened, but we're just kind of mentally writing it off. Because yeah. that also followed with the worst stunner of all time. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess, I guess that just never happened. We're, we're just going to forget that ever happened. Uh, so, it was unsanctioned. We'll call it that way. Oh, okay. Well, if they, if they mentioned that, I guess that would make sense. But, um, so, <laughs> So Miz, you know, says he can't make matches, you know, even though he's the host, right? But apparently Snoop Dogg, who's also the host, can. Like, where, the logic in that, I don't know. I mean, I get that from a fan yeah. standpoint. It's like it gets the pop. But I don't get the logic that Snoop Dogg can make matches, but Miz can't. Um. Oh, no, but the Miz did. The Miz is the one that made the Paul or the Logan Paul uh, Seth Rollins match. See, so I guess that's just a heel thing that he's like trying to lie, saying he can't make the matches. And then Snoop Dogg. Um, exactly. I think the commentary team needed to better explain that's what was going on and it would have made more sense. That's their mm -hmm. job to cover up for that and put the, you know, connect the dots. Um, This match was uh short and it was. It was just okay. Uh, Pat McAfee's... The finish looked good with Pat McAfee doing that punt, you know, for the pin. I thought that looked good. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but uh, I think it was a great cool-down spot after that great women's match, so it didn't go straight into the main event. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it was okay. What did you think of it? Yeah. I felt the same way for the most part. Now, I did get a little bit more love to it because one of my favorite current football players had popped in there, George Kittle from the 49ers, and threw one hell of a clothesline. <laughs> it looked really good and such like that. But then he got, goes and puts his hands on uh, Miz in front of the ref and goes to help throw in, and the ref had the skull that was like, don't touch him, don't touch him. He's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed the, the finish with that and everything else. But yes, you and I are both 49ers fans, and so that was that was kind of cool. Um as as far as a celebrity involvement. So now you've got the main event. Okay, and mm -hmm. uh you've got the Usos defending the tag team championships against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And man, Kevin Owens, you know, his music hits, gets a big pop. Sami Zayn's, you know, music hits, he gets a huge pop here in LA. They have such great ties to LA. So it was great that they did. And yeah. this is two years in a row, by the way, that Kevin Owens has main evented a WrestleMania. So now he's main evented back to back yeah. night ones of WrestleMania. Um, so he's kind of on a streak there. Uh, and this is the first time ever that the tag team championships have ever been on the line in the main event of a WrestleMania. So they did that. Um, and this match you mentioned it it had all the emotion so this was a great tag match the crowd was super into it because and 
I do think that this was the right call for the main event of, of night one of WrestleMania. Cause I, I was originally thinking, Oh, well the women's Royal rumble winner, you know, Rhea Ripley against Charlotte. That makes sense as a main event, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the story that this match had. Um, the, the main story from the Rhea Ripley. Exactly. Thing, my point. The, the main thing was that they had done the match, you know, a few years before and Charlotte beat Rhea Ripley. So yeah. now she gets her win back. But this, this, I mean, if Sami Zayn wasn't going to win the championship, this was the a nice consolation prize. Um, he got the main event of WrestleMania of night one, and the the finish was was excellent. Um, <coughs> um the finish was excellent. They uh, uh Sami Zayn, you know, hit uh, you know, I think. Yeah, three Haluva kicks on the Usos to win the tag team titles. And there was a lot of near falls here. Uh, like, I think uh, Kevin Owens hit a stunner on one of the Usos. And, and I thought that was actually going to be the finish. But it, but it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and this match was so good. Uh, and the right people went over. And uh, I've it was the right choice for the main event. And a great way to cap off night one of WrestleMania. For sure. For sure. I was super excited, honestly. Like I was saying, this had so much more emotion to me and it, it felt more emotional all the way around. Uh, and you mentioned them talking about PWG, mm-hmm. uh, pro wrestling gorilla, uh, or that it had uh, a big thing for them in LA. Yeah. That's where they started and all that stuff. And they were actually pushing it hard for PWG, which surprised me um, that they would push so hard about talking about it. Uh, did you did you hear you know, them you mention? Uh, did you hear them mention uh, they threw out the El Generico name? The yes. commentators. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was surprised that they did that as well. Um, with having so many people not with the company, that's involved with pwg or was involved with them that is with aew like you look at excalibur excalibur is the announcer over at aew but he was the announcer for pwg so i was just surprised that they you know put it over so much and what all in all i thought that was a fantastic match yeah it it really was and it was a nice culmination of the story Mm -hmm. that they've been telling um, and it was the first time that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn won the tag titles in WWE. Um, and so yep. kind of a, a great throwback to their their history. And what a great story. If you not just with this story, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it's a great chapter in their story of them coming up through PWG and then and then coming to WWE and and going through their on again, off again friendship and feuding and teaming. And it was just a great payoff here. Um, I do want to mention that uh, I mentioned the the press conference after with Sammy and, and Kevin Owens. And it was there was a lot of funny moments. But at the end, Kevin Owens um, brought up that uh, another one that they really they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for was uh, the Briscoes. And they mentioned yeah. uh, the Briscoes and they kind of paid Kevin Owens paid tribute to them um, and said that they wouldn't be here without their classic battles um, with them. 
and uh so just it got really emotional there and so it's it's just amazing that wwe allowed this moment to happen on on uh the main event of wrestlemania uh this would never have happened if vince was running things it's true so there's a chance we might not ever see something like this again (laughs) enjoy (laughs) it guys I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it, this might be put down as one of the best WrestleManias um, in the longest time because uh, McMahon was not involved. If he ends up being more involved coming into 40 and so on, so off from that on, and he McMahon's the hell out of it, which he'll probably will, this will be held up as such a great WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's... Honestly, if you just look at night one, before we get to night two here, if you just look at night one, that alone would have been top to bottom. That would have been one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. And it, you know, just by itself, let alone a night one of, you know, there being a second night. Yeah. If you like, if you just put that up against any of the night one WrestleMania or the one night WrestleManias, that's got to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time based on match quality and emotion and storytelling. Uh well done Triple H. <laughs> right? I and as you go through looking at a lot of these matches, though the big ones were the main events for both shows, for story going through everything, almost every match still still had a good strong long-term story for a lot of them. Uh the only ones I would say were like the showcases and like uh Brock and Omos, but even that one's got a month and a half of storytelling, um, which is longer than they usually get or used to get. Uh, and uh, even Cena and Theory is one that really only has a short time, but not really because Theory was kind of already building to that. So, yeah, like H nailed it. Yeah, I think so. he hit a home run on night one. So uh, yeah. let's talk about night two here. So, um, I pull up my notes for night two here. And, uh, so they had Miz and, and Snoop Dogg, you know, start off, you know, again, uh, as the hosts here. And, um, let's see. They, they, uh, they kicked it off and, and you had, uh, the first match was Brock Lesnar versus Omos. And, I was actually a little surprised that this was the opener. Um, <laughs> don't mind me. I almost fell out of my chair. I fumbled my, my notes here. <laughs> if you could have seen that visual, guys. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> so this match, I wasn't expect or I wasn't expecting it to be good. I was kind of dreading this match. Um, yeah. My My one caveat was that I knew it would probably be short, and so it it wouldn't be too offensive. I will say that in this match too, you mentioned storytelling, and and the story that they built into this. This match was still a backup because this match wasn't supposed to originally happen. Brock was originally supposed to face Bray Wyatt, but he refused to to you know to wrestle Bray Wyatt for he had his reasons, um, and then uh. And then Bobby Lashley was going to wrestle Bray Wyatt. And then whatever happened with Bray, I don't know what's going on there. 
Um, we'll get to. I'll, uh, I'll the current thing is he's got some illness or something like that. At least that's what they're putting out there. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the real story is. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So you had all these different ideas that were going to happen. This is what we were left with. Uh, and honestly, this match was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I thought they actually, for a Brock match, uh, almost looked, this is probably almost his best match he's ever had in a singles match where he didn't have AJ Styles there to carry a tag team match with him. Um, right. So this, he looked good. Um, everything he did looked good. Brock Lesnar, by the way, when he wants to sell for somebody, he sells the crap out of everything he gets hit with. And so he made almost look like a million mm-hmm. bots here, even in defeat, because Brock ends up winning this. Um, it was way, way better than I was anticipating. So. I uh, I agree. I was, uh, I was expecting to get something similar to uh, Brock and Goldberg uh, from many years ago. And uh, happily, this ended up turning out to be a lot better. Um, and yeah, he put Omos over, and even in the loss, Omos didn't really lose anything because you know he can tout like I threw around and destroyed Brock Lesnar for an easy five to almost ten minutes until Brock was able to, to sneak a win out. Like he didn't lose anything from losing in this. By the way, the match was five minutes, so <laughs> the whole match was five minutes. Like it, it felt longer. Um, <laughs> But oh. the crowd was hot for it the, too. The whole thing with, uh, yeah, and Omos, you know, did simple stuff. He didn't, I mean, he didn't need to do anything crazy. I was surprised that he took what three German suplexes. Yes, that surprised me too. That he so, was able to, you know, that he took those. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one, I don't think he had a choice, but <laughs> the other two, I think he went with it. So. Yep. So then you've got the next match, which is the the women's tag team showcase four way that they had. Um, And uh, so you've got Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Honestly, this seems like a bunch of random women to me for the most part, other than other than Ronda and Shayna, like. Did a lot of these teams have a lot of a long time teaming together before they were kind of thrown into this? Uh, Liv and Raquel had a bit. They did did some stuff off and on for the last few months. Um, Shotzi and Natalia were it was kind of thrown together, and uh, Chelsea Green and uh, Sonya Deville was legitly thrown together last minute. Because Carmella, who they had started putting a storyline with Chelsea Green, uh, it was also sick or something was going on with her. So, uh, yeah, they didn't do much of anything. Uh, a large amount of this uh, classic and the way that it turned out was due to Rhonda being injured. Rhonda has a dislocated or injured elbow or something like that. And that's why you hardly saw her do anything in here until the finish. Yeah, and so... The match itself was 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 okay. Um, it was inoffensive, and you know some of these women are over <laughs> inoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? Um, uh, 
<laughs> Am I going to get hate mail for that? I don't know. Like the irony of getting hate mail for saying inoffensive. <laughs> right? Um so the finish kind of came out of nowhere though, like you said, is that Shayna and Rhonda, they hadn't even really been involved in the match. Uh and Rhonda comes in and and puts her uh, arm bar on Shotzi and and you know and she taps out real quick. Yep. Um Yeah, they did nothing for literally almost the entire match and gets the win. Now, I think that the the right team won because originally these two were supposed to win the tag titles on this show. And then maybe it was because of the injury that they changed things up and went with the six women and then did this. But uh, the one thing I'll say is that I did hear on Raw that so apparently they're doing uh, Raquel and Liv Morgan getting the tag title shot right against Becky and Yes. Uh, Becky and Trit, or uh, sorry, Becky and Lita, and what? Like they so the the I thought the showcase match was supposed to have some stakes where like they were going to be like number one contenders or something. Uh, I have a clue. Maybe that's a Vince change because Vince did change a bunch of stuff for Raw. Maybe that's I I don't know, but it doesn't make sense logically. And Triple H, for the most part, has made things be logical. Uh, and telling a, a story that makes sense. So that part doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Okay, so then they have uh, Bobby Lashley just come out. You know, he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown, um, and he comes out and basically shows his trophy off, you know, and I think it's a travesty that he didn't have a match at WrestleMania, that they couldn't find something for him to do. Or, or even put the the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on, you know, on the show so that they could have, uh, you know, showcased more people on WrestleMania. Um, well, they could have easily done something where because the first person out of that uh, Battle Royal was Baron uh, Corbin, right? Mm-hmm. And Corbin's back on this losing streak gimmick. They could have easily done something where Baron Corbin out, comes out like, I, I was the first one to win this. I want, you know, I want to have a match with you right now about this and have him, you know, get squashed by Brock in like five minutes or something, but give him a match to put him You mean Bobby Lashley? Or, yeah, sorry, Bobby right. Lashley. But they could have easily done that and eaten up essentially the same amount of time that they would have eaten up with having him come out with the, the, the thing. Yeah, I like this... To me, if I was Bobby Lashley, I'd be upset by being left off of WrestleMania after all the the stuff he's done leading into the show. And and mm. and really, he's in this spot because Brock turned down the match with Bray and then Bray, you know, went on his hiatus, whatever. Um, And then he got left off the show. And I think that's a travesty, you know, that they that that happened to Bobby Lashley. They should have found something else for him to do. But, Agreed. Yeah. Um so then you've got uh the Intercontinental Championship match. You've got Gunther versus Sheamus oh, versus Drew McIntyre and these guys beat the crap out of each other. Yes, they did. Like the oh my gosh, their chests were just red from all the chops and hits and uh this was everything that I expected it to be and more. Like it was just a great match, and uh, the finish 
my gosh, where you had Gunther powerbombing Sheamus onto the back of Drew when he was on all fours. That looked sick. And then he powerbombs yeah. uh, um, Drew to win and retain the championship. Uh, I'm glad they kept the title on Gunther, honestly, to keep it going. Um, I think there's more there, and I think they could really build him up. Because guess what? Uh, somebody else who we'll get to soon is going to need more challengers. Um, and so they need to start building up some other people. And so I think this was great um, for Gunther. Um, and it really adds uh, another sense of prestige and credibility back to the Intercontinental Championship. Um, yeah. Honestly, one of the best matches. I have mixed feelings for this. Okay. I, I, the match was fantastic, by all means. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was just surprised that they kept it on Gunther. I was really expecting them to, to drop it to one of the other two and have them be feuding directly for it. And it allowed Gunther to move on to the main event uh, scene in some fashion. But at the same token, let's say you give it to Drew or Sheamus, right? And they'll hold it for a while, maybe three or four months, or maybe bounce back and forth between each other. But then who do you give it to after that? I think having Gunther is the right move. It just, it's kind of like uh, having him in the right spot right there. It's like having this great supervisor or a great employee is a better way to say it. You have a great employee, but you really want them to be a great manager. But you feel like if you also, if you take them to become a manager, you're going to lose a great employee in that spot. You're not going to have somebody add that good quality. So it's it's a mixed bag right now. What if, so, what if though, they build him up as this unstoppable intercontinental champion? And honestly, I don't think he has to lose the belt to challenge for the main championship. Because think about that. You could have him built up, you know, where there's, let's say there's no more challenges for him. And then there's no more challengers for the heavyweight champion. And think of how much more that match means, especially if they do it on the right stage with the right crowd. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. And then, and then he can drop it the next night or something. Cause you know, after he inevitably loses to, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. then you can have him drop it to the next night because he's softened up or whatnot. Doesn't make him look bad. And I don't know. I, I'm i sure that they're telling a long-term story here and they've got a plan for it. Uh, and and I don't think it hurt anybody. I'm sure they did. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Who knows if that's going to still be the plan? Uh, gosh, maybe uh, maybe Vince won't like Gunther's name and he'll change it again. You know, I don't know. Probably not to Walter. It'll probably... You know what like a good name for you? I was going <laughs> to say, you know what sounds like a good name? Walter. Let's have you call Walter now. <laughs> It'll be like, you know what? I'm glad I came up with that. You know, th- that that would be a Vince yeah, thing. It's exactly. like, I've got a great idea. Let's call you Walter. <laughs> it's like, I I don't know what it is. Walter just, you know, it just flows right off the tongue. You know, it's just it, it sounds great. It, um, It speaks to me. It feels yeah. like that should have been your name the whole time. Yeah, who who's the idiot that changed your name? <laughs> um, <laughs> quit smiling over there, Paul London. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. So then, the next match, you've got the Raw Women's Championship, and you have Oscar uh, uh, challenging um, for the championship against Bianca Belair. And uh, when uh, and Oscar has a great entrance, by the way. I think uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's you know WrestleMania entrance, and Bianca always has great entrances. Uh, they had uh, the oh gosh, I'm trying to think of um what they were called um the the dance group that came out gosh um i forget what they're called but they came out and did you know it was a bunch of kid girls that uh were doing this dance and i uh they mentioned uh in the press conference after by the way the contortionist that this girl that was a contortionist um her mother passed away the night of wrestlemania um or the day of WrestleMania, and she still went out there because she didn't want to pass up that opportunity. Um, Triple H talked about it in the press conference, and he got really emotional um, talking about it and just really put her over. Um, but uh, Bianca Belair, you know, had the amazing entrance again. And uh, this was another... I thought this was a good match. Um, maybe not one of, like, Bianca Belair's, like, strongest WrestleMania matches that she's had the last couple of years. But it was another strong challenger. Um, and honestly, she's getting like the, dare I say it, the Roman Reigns push almost with with uh, WrestleMania goes. Because she's, she's facing these strong challengers and going over. She's right up there with Becky Lynch and, and those types. Because she's like a, fa- oh, a yeah. face of the women's division. Honestly. Um and, and for the most part, she is. Um, and she's exactly what WWE wants in a, a woman, a big, powerful woman who's a minority to get that demographic, but is athletic and has a, a, a heroic story background to her because, you know, she was Olympian and all this stuff. She's like a new age Kurt Angle in that aspect. So it, it's a great. And then she's charismatic, right? You have a lot of the similar qualities that you have with. Uh, Ronda Rousey, except for very charismatic and can actually have a good match uh, and guide almost anybody through a decent match with Bianca Belair. Um, it, it's just like they hit gold. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this in, in episodes in the past, and uh, you know, one of our inside people have talked about how or have told us that pe- they're looking for people like Bianca Belair, athletes. And stuff like that, who can be charismatic and become wrestlers because they want more Bianca Belairs out there. And it's it's she's perfect for the WWE system right now and the soon to be Endeavor system. Yes, and uh, she's a great uh, spokesperson for the WWE. Like she's great to have on talk I'm- shows, you know, and to to do make a wishes or whatever, you know, and. She's a great role model for young women as as well. They, yeah. You know, she she's so squeaky clean uh, as far as her reputation and everything. And um, I I do want to bring up, though, that I, I remember you saying a while back that you were not a big fan of Bianca Belair. So <laughs> that's what I remember. I'm still not. Well, you you put them you put her over quite nicely for not being a huge fan. I'm not a fan of her by any means, um, but 
I, doesn't mean I can't praise her for the quality of what she does do and what she did here. This, what she's been doing over the last few months, as well as this match in particular that she's done, um, and the matches building up to this, has not turned her over or turned over her around for me like uh, Austin Theory has been turned around for me, but is getting a lot more of that. Like I can see more of this, as well as I can see what the WWE's seeing her. She's on a three-win WrestleMania streak right now, and it's insane. From that, in fact, if you look at it, she won the the title at a WrestleMania three years ago, mm-hmm. and she's held it since then. So it's just insane. That's to not see exactly true. That someone's like that. She. This is not the same reign from that well, one no, because Becky Lynch beat her. Remember at SummerSlam. That's true. That's right. Yeah. And then she won it. But back. she had gotten it back by WrestleMania. Again. Right. So yeah. it's not the same reign. But so she not... she has a win streak at WrestleMania. Right. It's like Undertaker. It's large starting you know, to get o- one. O- only like what 19, 19 more to go, or whatever it was. Yeah. Eighteen more to go. <laughs> uh, Eighteen more to go now. Yep. 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 So, so um maybe Brock will end that one in twenty one years too. Um or whatever. Oh, <laughs> um the finish, by the way. <laughs> what belt haven't I held yet? Yes, yes. Maybe it'll be Vince. Oh god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um uh, that's what that's what we need. Vince dressed up in drag eighteen years from now, him being still alive. Oh my gosh. I don't want to picture it. As long as he keeps that pedo stash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um <laughs> So the finish of this match it was actually really good. I loved the finish um, where um, she Oscar uh, was going for the arm bar. And I thought I thought for sure I was like, oh, this might be the finish. They're going to put Oscar over and reheat her. Um, and then Bianca powered up out of that and hit her finish the KOD to finish and retain. Um, honestly, the finish was amazing. Um, it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was a good match. Just not a great match. Uh, yeah. That's kind of my feeling on it. Yeah. I felt the same way in this. Um, there was a spot where she went to get, or Oscar went to do the mist and Bianca kind of ducked and it just felt meh. It, it's like, oh, Okay. So you duck it, and that works perfectly fine, I guess. It just didn't feel right, right? So, um, yeah. But yeah. but uh, Bianca looks really strong. I don't know who's going to take it from her, you know, in the future. But uh, they'll heat up somebody. Um, uh, give it to Rhea, make her two belts. Maybe, maybe that will. Maybe Rhea drops that belt, you know, or faces. Bianca at the next year's WrestleMania or, or whatnot. I don't know. Um, I'm sure they can heat up some other women too. Maybe Liv gets hot again. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, but great, great three win streak so far for her. she's beat three really quality, you know, some of the honestly three of the top women of the of the last decade. So yeah. All right. So the next match. So you have Miz come out again. Okay. So um yes. Uh, and he's looking for another fight, uh, from Snoop Dogg. Um, and well, actually Snoop Dogg says, you know, you want to do it again? You know, cause Miz is complaining about the previous night and, uh, he says no, but 
Shane McMahon's music hits. Here comes the money. Um, and which was actually a pretty big surprise because I don't think anybody thought, yeah. that, especially at this stage with the Vince stuff and everything that and how Shane left. If you recall, uh, Shane McMahon was sent home uh, at last year's Re- Royal Rumble for uh, kind of uh, booking himself too strong and, you know, and rubbing people the wrong way in the in the Rumble. Um, and so uh, but he shows up here. And uh, and this became a match, and so uh, Shane McMahon starts punching, doing his Shane McMahon punches on the Miz, and the Miz is covering up or whatnot. Shane McMahon shoots off the Miz, does a drop down, does a leapfrog, and and at first I was like, oh, that re- leapfrog looked great for his age and 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 being rusty, and then he comes down off of the leapfrog, and he crumbles to the ground. And Miz doesn't know what to do. Um, so he kind of freezes. And uh, he's honestly, he freezes because <laughs> Miz doesn't cover it up very well. And and uh, then Snoop Dogg gets in the ring and and basically is like, you want you you want to do him like that? You want to do him dirty and then punches the Miz and then does uh, people's elbow on the Miz um and uh and pins him and so snoop dogg gets a win at wrestlemania so now he's undefeated at wrestlemania too so <laughs> um <laughs> triple h put him over though triple h pushed snoop over like crazy for covering that yeah so you did see that part of the press conference where he mentioned I, that. I, so i saw the the someone tiktoked it so yeah i saw that part but um the whole time snoop's running that rope all I can hear, oh like God. all I can do, is hear, like run training in my head. It's like, bro, grab the rope, bro, grab the rope. You're gonna die. You're an old man. Don't do this. And then he drops that elbow, and I felt so bad for the miss. It looked stiff, didn't it? Oh my god, it was totally stiff. Oh man, um, but he 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 drops an elbow. Like I used to drop an elbow on my brother when we were kids. <laughs> That's exactly the way it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, poor Miz! <laughs> you know, poor Miz, not just for taking right. that, but, um, but for his match getting, you know, getting uh, messed up like that, and poor Shane, Shane's gone for you know over a year. This is his big return, and this is how we're going to remember him. He, uh, Triple H mentioned that he had actually tore his quad, um, out yeah. there. So it wasn't his his knee didn't blow out like I initially thought his um he tore his quad it runs in the family what can I say um Vin, you know remember when Vince came out at a Royal Rumble once tore both his quads oh was that what What's Vince that? did it uh, Triple H has done it so I guess it happens if he get married yeah, in the family it, too Triple H blew his quad yep. yeah so yeah uh, it, it happens away. in the family even if he marry into it. Yeah, I guess, you know, Stephanie, you know, if she comes back, Steph, she better get be back careful. in the ring. Yeah, she, she's what's left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Linda, don't come back. No, not to wrestle, but she'd blow her quad just getting in the ring. Just doing a political speech or something. Um, <laughs> I Kevin, imagine Linda goes to go give another nut shot to somebody and fucking yeah. blows a quad that way. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Nash taught them all well. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> Um, so poor Shane though, because honestly, that kind of rehab, it, he just messed up. 
So he comes back to try to be Shane O'Mac. And now he's messed up his his life for, you know, the next, you know, at least probably eight months because he's yeah. got to rehab that. That's going to require surgery. So whatever he was doing outside of wrestling, um, he's going to be it's going to be made tougher. Um, and he, I don't see him coming back because especially with the sale and everything and they're probably I would imagine that the new ownership they're going to be a lot more cautious about letting somebody like that's not a normal wrestler get in there after the injury and at his age. Um, I yeah. could see them not signing off on that. So this might have yeah, been... this is probably the last we'll see, Shane. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it makes me wonder, though, if that was a Vince call, though, to have Shane come back, you know, for one last WrestleMania payday, you know, before it was sold or whatnot. Because I know, uh, I don't know, it's it's just a weird, weird thing that Shane came back, um, not expected. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, you're right that that Snoop Dogg completely, I guess, ad libbed it, you know, got in the ring and and uh, saved the segment. Um, nobody told him, I guess, to do that. He just got in there and, and covered it. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Triple H said that, you know, you have a lot of experienced wrestlers that would just freeze and not know what to do. I mean, heck, Miz did that. He didn't know what to do. Right. So, so yeah, pretty crazy. Um, not the WrestleMania moment that they all wanted. Um, so. Oh, all I right. sold it as a moment with the, the replays of uh, Snoop dropping that elbow. See, and that's that's all you have to show. Don't show him running the ropes. Don't show anything else. Just show the punch <laughs> and the elbow. <laughs> and that's all you need to show. Uh, um, so the next match, um, you've got the hell in the cell match. You've got, Mm. you've got edge who had, uh, an interesting entrance. I was really disappointed. It said brood edge. I was really disappointed that he didn't come up with gangrel at least. Um, I mean, it was right there. What's gangrel doing? Well, I, I had heard that he was backstage too. Like the gang girl was backstage. Um, I had heard that they were like they were in talks with him to do it, so I don't know why they didn't. Like I really don't. Um I, I had heard they had reached out to to Tony Khan to see if they could get Christian to get permission to use Christian for it, um, as well. Um, which would have been amazing. Can you imagine if Gangrel and Christian popped right. up there? Like that would have been a moment that nobody would have I mean, people would have been talking right. about. Instead, Gang or Edge did the kind of a, a a brood entrance, and they said brood Edge, uh, but then they had uh, he was kind of wearing a mask that looked like the Shockmaster, so it was really I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of the whole time. <laughs> Thank goodness he didn't trip. That's what I said. I said it that night. I was talking to uh, uh my buddy Jake, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Oh, let's see if he makes it all the way down the ring without tripping. <laughs> well, maybe the previous match saved him because he saw Shane blow his quad and he's like, oh, I got to be more cautious. So he probably saved the trip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and then you've got so then you had Finn Balor come out, you know, as the demon. Um, And this was an OK match, but this honestly, this was like TLC match in Hell in the Cell. Which they they do far too often, I think. Um, and I did like though that they brought back the 
the old school hell in the cell and it wasn't the red cell this time it was the old school hell in a cell yeah um yeah for the most part i like this whole thing as well um i did make me laugh though that finn's entrance as the demon was longer than brock's match and i uh, <laughs> the That's whole way he came down i <laughs> but for the most part everything is fine that being said, did you you saw that uh, Finn, like right off the bat almost with that ladder throw, had got his head cut open so badly that they had to give him stitches at the ring after the match was over. Yeah, or it was just uh, stapled. They had to staple his skull back open or back closed. Open. Right. <laughs> right. Let's get it back open. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they the only thing I didn't really like was and I get it, but they it stopped the flow of the match when they stopped to, you know, take, you know, check on him and everything. And I get it, the safety of, you know, of Finn cuz that's kind of yeah. a, a rough rough thing. But um in a hell in a cell match, you know, where it's supposed to be violent, it does take a little bit um of you out of the moment. At least it, it kind of did for me. Um. Yeah, the match was good. Uh, you had uh, you had uh, Finn Balor trying to do his uh, coup de gras off of the the cell. He was kind of up there, pretty high, you know, and and he goes to to do that through the. I think it was through the table. Um, if I'm remembering, yeah, it was correctly. through a table, and it was a random platform just there in the cell for him to stand on. <laughs> yeah, of course, random. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. the finish was basically, uh, you know, edge speared him for two and then, and then he did a concerto, um, which would have been so much cooler if Christian was there for that. I'm just going to say, um, mm -hmm. I, I get why he wasn't though, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. Not the best, uh, not the best hell in the cell match, but certainly better than Undertaker and the big boss man at WrestleMania. Oh man! Well, you know, hang in there. Someone will get that good match in there. Um, anyhow, uh, the ending of this match with the concerto. Um, and also, if you noticed, uh, Edge does do a uh, uh, the even flow DDT as well as the uh, Ron Prettier in there for the rest of the brood. But uh, I, the, at my house the night of this. We had had uh, some people who've been in wrestling before, but we also had uh, a female and her uh, boys there, uh, Lindsay and uh, her boys. They had not really watched wrestling ever before. And so when she saw the concerto happen, she lost her mind. She was like, oh, my goodness. And then, you know, with the bleeding and everything, she actually had to have her boys not be looking at the TV during the most of the rest of that match by the end. Because it was too bloody for her. And I can't blame her. Um, but it was entertaining. And then Lindsay gets to watching some other people at the end of the night. And she doesn't care about that match. And it's fantastic. And I will bring that story up shortly. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was an okay Hell in a Cell match. I It probably just needed uh, Snoop Dogg to come in and do a people's elbow to make it a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> From the random platform. Yes, exactly. From up ahead. <laughs> with that stiff ass elbow. <laughs> oh, stupid break a hip, man. 
it'd be a WrestleMania moment. Oh man. <laughs> um. So then you've got the main event, and oh my goodness! So, uh, they have uh Cody, uh, do an amazing entry, looking great by the way, in his, uh, he it was like um, gosh, like he had this really nice robe, um, and stuff, and and uh, he comes out, and the crowd's into it. Roman Reigns has has a. Uh, what was it? An organ, right? Playing. It was five pianos. Five pianos, um, playing. F- you know his theme song, and then he comes out. This had main event WrestleMania feel right from the get go. Yep. Um, it was, it was really amazing. the The crowd was into it. They did the big match, um, you know, intros, and uh, I don't know if you uh you noticed, but. So think about this. If you would have thought a year ago, so you've got, you've got in 2023, you've got Cody Rhodes main eventing WrestleMania. Um, and he's got a weight belt. If you noticed it, it said AEW inscribed on it. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it wasn't just AEW. It was all the promotions he worked for um, while in the Indies. Okay. But that would have never happened under Vince. So, um, but you also had negative one, um, uh, uh, gosh, um, Brody Lee's son. Yeah, Brody Lee's son. And there, and he was unmasked and, and Cody gave him the, the weight belt and just really crazy that that was happening on a WWE, you know, the biggest show of the year for WWE. Um, and they mentioned it on commentary too. So that was just really surreal yeah. that all of that's happening. But I was so pumped for this match. Uh, and uh, definitely felt like a WrestleMania main event. So Cody's was kind of out wrestling Roman in the beginning. And then Roman bails and and uh, Paul Heyman's giving him like a pep talk on the outside and and, you know, telling him, you know, that that he's the relevant one and then go, you know, smash him, you know? And it was just, just great. Paul Heyman, um, on the outside. Um, and then this match, uh, near fall after near fall. It was, it was, um, gosh, it was, it was so good. Um, they had, uh, they had solo, um, uh, get, get thrown out at one point because uh, he was kind of interfering and the referee threw up, tosses him. Uh, and then uh, they're doing, so the ref gets bumped um, and uh, they're, they're uh, doing, they do a double down and Cody is up first and the Usos return and, and lay him out with the one D and then uh, that bring brought out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out there to kind of cut them off and they come out through the crowd and they brawl and, and take it off. Oh, and Sammy though, Sammy delivers a, um, a halluva kick to, to Roman Reigns. Uh, and, and so it looks like Cody's going to win. I'm really glad though, that Roman kicked out there because I think if Cody would have won that way with Sammy getting the win there, um, I think it would have cheapened Cody's win. 
because it would have looked like, and, and honestly, he probably would have got, it would have been a start of a heel turn for Cody um, if that would have happened. And then maybe, maybe Cody and would end up, you know, going against Sammy. They could have done a story out of it. So maybe it would have made sense if they went mm-hmm. that route, but they didn't. Roman kicked out and uh, Roman goes for the Superman punch, but Cody gives, uh, kind of dodges it and does the bionic elbow and the, um, and then he does crossroads. It's finished twice. Um, but Paul Heyman's distracting the ref and uh, Solo comes back out uh, and hits him with the spike. And Roman uh, gets the win. He pins him uh, at and uh, it kind of was kind of shocking that Roman won this. Uh, not going to lie. I think everybody thought that Cody was getting the big win. I know you had mentioned before that uh, if not Cody, then who? Right. Right. Um, and I don't know. There's this match has been really debated about the finish and everything and Roman going over. Um, I know that a lot of people have been saying that uh, did they miss their moment with Cody? You know, they had him right there. And I almost worry that this loss is going to hurt Cody, that he'll almost have kind of a Lex Luger type of stink on him that he couldn't win the big one um and i don't know why he wouldn't have pinned roman after or tried to pin him after the first one the first crossroads or the second one instead of doing i know he's done the three before and that's how he beat seth rollins the year prior but uh i don't know i think i think this hurts cody Rhodes. i i know that they say that they're telling a bigger story and i'm sure that i mean it it really builds roman reigns though because now he goes on, he's going to cross over that thousand do- or that thousand day mark as champion. Um, the only one he's going to, I think he's going to beat Hulk Hogan's mark as as champion. So then there's only going to be Bruno Sammartino and uh, gosh, and uh, God willing, he doesn't that mark. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, six. So God eight. willing, he doesn't hit Bob, Bruno's mark. Well, Bob Backlund was champion for almost six years, and Bruno was like eight years. So, uh, yeah. can you imagine if they keep that going for that long? Uh, no, I can't. Honestly, my my assumption of what's going to happen, because I agree, I think this does hurt Cody a lot because this does two things. One, it makes it so he's it's looking like he can't win the big one. But that's twice now, if you think about it, because they did the exact same thing in AEW when Jericho was champion. And Cody said he would never go for the title again. And he lost. And he, again, he can't win the big one because of things. And uh, it, I feel like they're aiming to do is they're going to go for a uh, build-up story a program with Cody and Roman. But I worry that that's been derailed now because of the cell and everything else going on backstage. That's why they did the Brock Lesnar thing on Monday. But I felt like that was their plan coming out of WrestleMania was to have going into Backlash, they would have a thing and then maybe Cody would lose and then have one more thing at uh, the next pay-per-view and have Cody win there. But why wouldn't you have a win at WrestleMania? And here, here's the thing, though. They've almost made this title reign so big that I think it has to end at a, a WrestleMania. So yeah. does he hold it for another year till WrestleMania 40? 
maybe they can still do that rock match right get that rock match in you know if he's gonna hold it but then i don't see the rock being the one if if they held it for a year and rock has the match with them and then ends up being the one to take the title i think that's a waste because it doesn't it doesn't build up a new star um and then you know what's rock gonna do you know he'd have to drop it or or you know just you know vacate the title so i don't know what they would do there so roman would have to go over the rock too um, but people would doubt they would think, oh, maybe Rock is gonna win. Um But I don't know who's the guy. I don't think that guy, if it's not Cody, and if it does end up being Cody, I don't know if it was it will be a bigger moment than it would have been had Cody won here at WrestleMania. So I don't know. I just don't see anybody else that's at that level that could be the next guy if it's not him uh because they've done roman and brock to death so that can't be the thing um i mean a lot of i mean they could do seth rollins i suppose if they you know heated him back up because he was the only one during this reign that did not lose to roman he he won by disqualification so he didn't get pinned so i guess they could do that and that would be a, a a nice story there, but I just I don't know where they're going with it. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. But uh, yeah, Roman's still the man. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is if they don't give it to Cody and they don't do a shorter program with Cody, they build to next WrestleMania with Cody and Roman for you know a second round. They could do it that way, especially where it's in Philly. Um, and Cody talked about how Dusty's life restarted as a worker, essentially back in Philly with ECW. I could see that story being told that way, but that is a long time away to to have to go with this and everything else. I don't know. It, it It's a very difficult scenario they put themselves in. So I know it's going to be Conor McGregor next year because of the whole UFC merger. <laughs> You joke, Conor McGregor is gonna be coming back next year from his ankle in- or his, uh, yeah, his ankle injury. So they could legitly do it, and he's a wrestling fan. So it, it is highly possible they could do something stupid like that. It's in Philadelphia. I Maybe say stupid. I've never seen Conor McGregor work. He, it- uh, right, right. He might be. He might be great. You don't know. Um, Gosh, maybe, maybe this is where Paul Heyman trains, and he turns on Roman, and he wins the Royal Rumble, and he beats Roman Reigns for the championship in Philadelphia. Think of the story. I thought you were going to say Tommy Dreamer, not Paul. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Tommy Tommy comes back. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any. It's Rob Van Dam. He's going to make his return. And, and win the title. He, uh, he got a huge pop at uh, the the Hall of Fame. He did. Um, and he could probably. I don't know. I I I don't know where this is going. I guess let it play out and see. I am a little bit excited for Cody versus Brock. I think that'll be a great match. Um, when they do that, I get thinking about it. There's a chance that they might have one other person in mind, but I don't know how you wouldn't do this at a WrestleMania. But uh, Braun Breaker did just lose the NXT title. They would have to really build him up, though, because if he just comes in and like 
you know, with no fanfare and nobody like the mainstream audience, not knowing who the heck he is. Uh, if they do it with no story and he wins, I, I still think it's, it's not as a, a good of an option as Cody or Sammy would have been. Yeah. I, I mean, the story was there for both of those guys. Um, but they, they are mixing things up. So they announced that, uh, they're going to be doing the draft. Uh, they yeah. announced that tonight that they're going to be doing the draft again. I roll, but you know what? I still enjoyed this pay-per-view. I enjoyed this match. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for Can't everything that match. happened to it. I felt it was slightly overbooked, but only slightly. Uh, but for the most part, I really did enjoy this match. For me, still the match of the weekend was uh, the tag match, the Sammy and uh, Kevin Owens against the Usos, just because there was so much better story there, even against this main event. But I really did enjoy this match and the whole card. Honestly, this was probably one of my more favorited WrestleManias, um, along with not only this show, but you know the people who were at the house, minus yourself, of course. I would love to have you there. But uh, like I was saying, you know, we had our friend Lindsay over for the first time at a wrestling yes. review, and she was uh, practically drooling over Roman Reigns the whole time. It was hilarious. <laughs> so uh, I made some great food. It was a good good weekend, and I hope you guys also had a good WrestleMania weekend. I know we're a little behind in getting this out since this is going to be dropping uh, essentially uh, the following weekend, but that's okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I did. I'm pretty sure Nick kind of enjoyed the parts he saw while he was listening or watching or on his cruise. So, <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did enjoy it. I didn't watch it all in one shot, so I didn't watch it all live. There's just so much to do on a cruise to Mexico, but uh, I did watch it though, and so I did fit yes. it in. Right. With that being said, guys. I would love to have you guys let us know what you guys thought. Hit us up on our social medias, which is Be Hero Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as BeHeroMedia.com. Or you can reach out to us directly. Of course, you can reach out to me at Mike Burke DCW on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Or you can reach out to Psycho at Psycho Wrestling on Facebook. Lastly, as this airs, Tonight, we are having the Motion Championship Wrestling's Payment Due event in Salt Lake City at Light Tree Studios. Come on down. I believe all the front row and second row are sold out already, but we should still have a few tickets left. I promise you it will be a fantastic show to enjoy and have a good time with coming off of that WrestleMania hype. Additionally, for charity next Saturday on April 15th, We'll be at Harriman High School, or excuse me, uh, out in Harriman at Providence Hall High School for Spring Break, which is brought to you by Devotion Championship Wrestling and Gates Entertainment. All proceeds, I believe, or at least a good chunk of the proceeds, goes to Providence Hall High School's football team. So come on out for that great event, too. We'll, have to be, we'll be having the returning Eric Bischoff, as well as so many other great people from around the world, including the lead singer of Royal Bliss at that show. So come on down for both shows, and we would love to have you guys there. You can get tickets for both shows through Devotion Championship Wrestling on Facebook. All right, I think that's about it. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed your WrestleMania weekend. I know we did, and for the rest of 
Beat Hero Presents. This is me and Psycho. Tapping out. You guys have a good night.